Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. First, let me say uh, my sincere apologies about Friday. News breaks on Friday about uh, Roe being overturned by the Supreme Court and the Dobbs decision. We had already pre-scheduled a day off for um, a very important event we had to go to, a a friend's wedding. I could not bail. It would have been very bad for me to do that. It would have been very... uh, very rude. So we we posted on the podcast channel my opening for the radio show where we came in and Joe and Gee and Jim and them were super flexible and I appreciate all the hard work they did. Uh, so my apologies for the kind of almost unpolished nature of the Double Friday podcast thing. But uh, I felt an obligation personally to you to be there on the biggest court decision for conservatives and the support of life in in, in decades. Um, so again, my apologies for kind of the unpolished nature of it, but Guy and Joe and them did their best. I, I just had to put something out there for you. I felt like you were entitled to my uh, my opinion on that day, uh, or, or to me being in there, entitled to my opinion. I'm probably wording that point, but you get the point. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Monday. I've got that. I've got it. Obviously, we're going to talk more about that now that I have time and a regular podcast. We're back. But be careful. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep your eyes open, ladies and gentlemen. They want to now burn it all down. I'm going to give you the bad news and then the good news, because there is some good news coming out of this. They are about to go through an extinction burst. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Let's go. Damn Coke machine. Yeah, uh, yeah, what? Yeah, damn you okay? Coke machine. Yeah, I'm having something, an extinction out there. Oh, yeah, I know it. Oh, I knew you Coke machine. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not, listen, I'm losing my hearing, man. Things ah, ain't working right. Me too. That right ear is like a cave. <laughs> it's like the freaking bad cave. Stuff goes in and never yeah. comes out. So the extinction burst. Yes, that's what's going to happen right now. I've used that. Joe is uh, citing an example because he pays attention uh, that I've used many times on the show of what an extinction burst is in psychology. An extinction burst is you put a dollar in a Coke machine, wait for the can of Coke to come out, nothing comes out. What do people do? You've seen it. You know it. You've seen it <laughs> yeah. in movies. You've seen it in real life. Joe's right. You kick the machine. Why do you kick and shake the machine, right? The chances are it's probably not going to lead to an actual Coke for your dollar, but it's an extinction burst. You've put a dollar in a thousand times every day. You've gotten a Coke. Uh, you, you, you've engaged in a behavior, dollar in machine, reward. Coke comes out. When you don't get the reward... It is human and animal behavior to go through this extinction burst. 
of behavior where you start shaking and you start shaking and you're like losing your mind over it. Yeah. That is what's happening right now. The left is, I didn't even think of that. So good, hold on, let me write that down so I don't miss this on a radio show. Like yeah, I had, I had a reputation version. for that at WCBM. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, good. You're good for extinction. But yeah, yeah, Joe probably hit a button at WCBM and something <laughs> didn't record or play. And Joe would shake violently the machine. It's not you, Joe. It's not like you're a bad guy. Everybody does it. The left is doing that now. The left's extinction burst, however, is something different. The left is engaged in activism, judicial activism, culture wars, canceling people in an effort to infiltrate the courts, to use the courts as a political branch for decades. And damn it, the gavel swallowed. It worked. It worked. They've used the courts to push through, through black robes, what they couldn't push through an election boost behind the ballot box. And now all of a sudden it's turned, dipsy do flipperoo, 180 in a different direction, and the left has no idea what to do. So what's their response? Extinction burst. Now we're going to burn it all down. We win. And hat tip my uh, longtime listener, Brian, who always sends me great emails. Badger Brian. He's like, listen, Dan, this is kind of, uh, this is the end of this, the Obama doctrine. The Obama doctrine he describes is this. And he's right, Joe. Um, the, the, the Democrats under the Obama doctrine. We win. You conservatives will eat it. We lose. Don't worry, we'll just burn it all down. He's right. That's the Obama doctrine. Yeah. You're seeing the end of that now. So that's kind of the good news to the bad news. Let's get to some of the bad news in detail first. We're degenerating into madness and chaos here because of the Obama doctrine. Again, we win, eat it, conservatives. We lose. Burn that or down. I'm afraid short term, we're in for some dark times. Long term, the sun is about to come up. I am sure of it. Sure of it. Why? Because the left doesn't have the guts, the will, or the knowledge to fight this long term. I saw it this weekend. I'm not to get off on a gee, if I'm going too much, it shut me down. I know he thinks I ran too much, so it's important. You are the producer here this year. But I was up in New York this weekend doing my Fox show live. And I just I spoke to Guy this weekend. He just came in this morning, seen him for the first time. He usually does my show, but I was up in the Fox studio this weekend. And Guy's like, man, I'm surprised it wasn't crazier this weekend. You know what? I was up in New York, the liberal capital of the world. And I got to tell you, I was surprised too. Friday night was a little bit ugly. They came to the Fox News studio, spray painted on it because they're maniacs. But Saturday night, Joe, nothing. Not a peep. A couple screamers in the street. That was it. That was, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned. And I think it's because they don't have the guts or the will to fight this thing long-term. Let's get to the bad news first, how they want to burn it all down. Here's Elizabeth Warren, uh, who has just gone insane. I mean, decades ago, she portrayed herself as kind of a moderate voice. Um, you know, even pretending to back some Republican causes. She's now gone nuts. Now, this is not a genuine transformation. I want you to understand Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas here, who pretended to be an Indian for a long time, is doing this because she thinks there's an electoral path to power by becoming a lunatic. Here's Elizabeth Warren this weekend. Again, they're not hiding it. I, I bring the receipts on this show every time. Here's Elizabeth Warren coming out and just saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, Supreme Court didn't go our way. Uh, didn't invent the right to abortion in the Constitution, which isn't there. So, now ah, let's just burn it all down. It's kind of illegitimate. Check this out. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had after their gun decision, after their voting decision, after their union decision. They just took the last of it and set a torch to it with the Roe versus Wade opinion. He said it right, Joe. Sounds like she wants an insurrection there. It sure does. I mean, really? 
Sound right? That sounds like it. This will be their umpteenth insurrection. We had the Chop Zone, the Oregon Courthouse. We had the Antifa BLM riots all over the country. We had Arizona this past week uh, where they attacked the uh, state house in Arizona after the abortion ruling. Um, sounds like they're, yeah, they're umpteenth. I'm losing track of time here. Umpteenth insurrection. They're just saying it right now out loud. They're not hiding it. They're not being, you know, cryptic about it. They're just coming out with it now. Court didn't go our way. Didn't fabricate a right to abortion in a constitution that ironically doesn't even mention the word abortion or imply it. Let's just burn it all down, baby. Here, it gets worse. Here is the lieutenant governor of California, Elena Kulanakis. She's asked directly, are, 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 are you suggesting people defy the law? She's like, no. But maybe they should. Then she goes out to apply. They should right afterwards. Here, this is an MSNBC interview. Check this out. Be prepared to live in defiance of these six people who think that they have the right to tell you what you can Are do you telling with their body. To break the because, no, I am telling people that they can access under California law their rights that were protected by the Constitution. That is going to be held in defiance in some states. And I would say, yes, prepare to defy. Prepare to defy, folks. She claims again, falsely, falsely, that this right is in the Constitution. It is not. Uh, uh, Guys, ladies, listen, you can read the Constitution yourself. There's an app for it. You can get a printed copy of the Constitution. It's not hard. You can go online and put U.S. Constitution. You can read this. It's not there. The Supreme Court has just ruled it's not there. It's never been there. That Roe was poorly decided based on a small R right that never existed ever. And you have the lieutenant governor of California still insisting that you have this right you don't have. And that, yeah, you know what? Go ahead and defy it. You don't win. You're burning it all down. Folks, keep in mind, conservatives don't do this same thing. Real conservatives. We were stuck with the unquestionably unconstitutional Obamacare disaster, and we did our best to try and get rid of it. We're still not there. But nobody suggested we should burn the government down in the process and disband or pack the Supreme Court because we're not leftists. And I'm proud of that. and You should be, too. Now, the media, which we obviously know is not objective, journalism is dead. The biggest insult on planet Earth is don't ever, ever, ever call me a journalist. Call me whatever you want. Start with a B, a C, a D. That's okay. It can have four letters. Don't call me a journalist. Please. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's the one thing. Don't even go there. Here's a headline from USA Today. Court's legitimacy in question after ruling. Now, if this was a properly worded headline, John Fritz, by the way, who I knew in the Baltimore Sun when I ran in Maryland, used to be a Pretty decent journalist. John, listen, I'm not, you know, he's a nice enough guy. I don't want to make it personal about him. But John, this isn't a real headline. The court's legitimate. Joe, tell me if I, you don't remember Fritz, right, from the Baltimore Sun? He was like a big shot at the Baltimore Sun before uh, he went to USA barely, Today. Yeah, barely remember yeah, He would, uh, Joe's honest. I love that about Joe. He's like, yeah. I was, you know what a normal guy would say? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Joe's like, no, no, I don't <laughs> yeah, remember barely. that much. But Fritz, he, here's the real headline here. And you know, Joe, he, the headline should have read, Democrats question court legitimacy. The court's legitimacy is not in question. It is a political attack on the courts. Right. That is not true. He's already making an assertion about what is an open question by Democrats, not Republicans. 
The court's legitimacy is not in question. Putting it on the front cover, which this was on the front cover, right? Yeah, I sent you that picture, right? On the front cover of the USA, on USA Today implies that this is a legitimate question in and of itself. It is not. Now, the Washington Post, too, it's just come out and saying the obvious right now. We lose. We're going to burn this whole to the ground. Greg Sargent and Paul Waldman, two total goons, right? In the Washington Post, the Supreme Court is the new forever war. This is hilarious. Again, this is not journalism. This is activism. The Supreme Court is the forever war because of the left, not because of the right. I have said repeatedly, I don't want conservatives and I don't want liberals on the court. I want judges who are going to read and interpret the Constitution and the law as it abides by the Constitution. It's the left that wants activists. They started this off with the Bork hearings, the confirmation hearings for Robert Bork. They're the ones who destroyed the Supreme Court. Now, the Washington Post wants you to believe it's a dipsy do flipperoo and the other way around. The one thing I appreciate about this article in the Washington Post, I'll put the screenshot up here in a second, is that the left, they, they have to, pardon my language, but they have to show their ass all the time. When the left gets angry, they always drop their pants like, hey, look at this blue moon from Greece, right? That scene in Greece, show they come walking across the floor. The younger kids are like, what's that? What are you talking about? Yeah. One of the funniest scenes I've ever seen, right? This is the left. They have to show their rumps all the time. They can't control themselves. So leave it to Greg Sargent and Waldman at the Post to show you what their next steps are. First, court packing. Second, it's going to be uh, Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood. And then it's going to be uh, wars in the states and in these different positions. So on the different uh, 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 pro-life legislation that's going to come out. But they say this, Washington Post, quote, and it means Democrats must stand for serious structural reform of the court. Notice I said structural reform, fellas, structural reform as a corrective to the irredeemable Republican tainting of it. <laughs> Republican, that's a good one. This might entail term limits for justices or expanding the court or constraining its power with legislative reforms like limiting its jurisdiction, requiring supermajorities to overturn legislation, and enabling legislative overrides of rulings. But whatever the specifics, the core principle has to be the court simply cannot continue to exist in its current form if we're to call ourselves a liberal democracy. No, it can. No, it can, Greg. Greg, Paul, it can and it will. Now, as Joe said, open up the show, you can continue to kick the Coke machine all you want, screaming and yelling, clawing at your face, wetting your diapers, foaming at the mouth. You can do whatever you want. But you pack the court. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, it's game on. Because if you decide you want to pack the court because you don't like the rulings, I can promise you, I am going to push and use every single microphone and video camera I have to suggest to Republicans that for every justice the liberals add, we should add three. I don't care if the court is 7,000 members. You want to burn this thing down? Then we're going to feed you your medicine. You don't like syrup of Epicac? Suck on this one. Drink the whole bottle. I promise you, listen to me now. Me and a number of other conservative radio hosts I know, not all, but a number of conservative radio hosts I know, will use every single channel, and it's substantial. The combined effort of all of us reach tens of millions of people. If you want to pack the court, I'm telling you, I will demand, I will not support anyone who doesn't support adding two or three justices for every liberal justice you add to the court. You want to pack it to 12? I want to see 21. You want to pack it to 25? I want to see 40. You like apples? How do you like them apples? You want to 
F around and find out, you'll find out. Believe me, do not under, trust me on this one. Do not underestimate the power of conservative media. It's not just me. By myself, it's limited. Myself with our partners in the business. You learned that lesson the hard way in 2016. You'll learn it again. Now, of course, they have more crazy ahead. It's not just court packing. They want to make D.C. a state. D.C. is not a state. It's the capital. They want to make Puerto Rico a state. Puerto Rico is not a state. They've shown no interest in being a state. In polling. Gets even worse. We're talking about assassinating Clarence Thomas as well. Some people on the left. Now, to be clear, this isn't a mainstream Democrat position. I don't do what journalists do and lie about conservatives. But folks, this is not a limited thing on social media either. There are a number of lunatics on social media calling for the assassination of Clarence Thomas and other judges as well to get liberals appointed. You're seeing them calling right now for the dumping and scrapping of the filibuster. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you again. You want that syrup of Ipecac? New rules, Joe. You want to dump the filibuster? Fine. Is it a dumb idea? It is. If you do it again, I will not support candidates then after that that don't use the dump filibuster to then push things we've wanted for years, Joe. Entitlement reform. Yeah. Balanced budget uh, rules, tax cuts, national pro-life legislation protecting life because life and the protection of life is in our founding documents. Guarantees of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Can't guarantee life if you're killing people, can you? So just to be clear to our leftist friends, and I use that term friends loosely, you want to do the extinction burst? You want to lose your grapefruits? You want to crap your diapers? You go right ahead. You push for court packing and the filibuster. I'm going to use every single channel and every friend I have to make sure that we make you pay. And we take your suggestions, your suggestions, and we use them against you to advance liberty and freedom. You learn that lesson the hard way. It was Harry Reid pushing to dump the filibuster for court appointments that led to this path we're on now with the transformation of the court back to the constitutional republic and an allegiance to constitutionalism. You want to do it again? You can thank Harry Reid. You can thank Harry Reid for this. And all these nuts like Elizabeth Warren and others pushing for court packing and the filibuster. You go right ahead. You nominate one, we'll nominate three. You want to use the filibuster? We'll use the filibuster and we're in charge too, the lack of it. And we'll, you'll see a conservative republic you haven't seen in decades. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. So that's step one of their plan. Go crazy, push for court packing. So I want to get to step two and three in a minute too. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, so I talked about step one of the liberals' new burn-it-all-down plan. Burn it all down! Burn it to the ground! I said, new rules. They want to burn it to the ground? Okay. 
We'll build it back after you burn it, but it ain't going to be pretty. Ain't going to be what you want. Burn it all down, step one. Court packing, filibuster. Step two, use the most corrupt individual to ever serve as the Attorney General of the United States, a guy no, Attorney General in name only, Merrick Garland, a disgustocrat, a disgusting corruptocrat, that's a combination of the two, to weaponize the DOJ and use them as shock troops in your new war to burn it to the ground. What better person than Merrick Garland? Garland candidly feels like he was snubbed for his Supreme Court uh, shot. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the left can whine and moan all they want that when Barack Obama nominated Merrick Garland for Scalia's spot, they can moan all they want that he was uh, uh, illicitly kept off the court or whatever. That is just factually inaccurate. That's factually inaccurate. The President of the United States, if you'd read the Constitution, again, folks, there's an app for that on the left. There's an app. You can read it. There's hard copies. You can go online. If you actually read the Constitution where you won't find the word abortion, ironically, anywhere, right? Although you keep claiming it's there. You won't find it anywhere. Also in there, you will find out that the President nominates a candidate for the Supreme Court, an open seat. It is the Senate that confirms. Is, is any of this hard, fellas? No. I mean, is this complicated? It's like, it's like ethics 101, Constitution 101, right? Basic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, basic, right? Pretty basic. Mitch McConnell led a Republican-led Senate. That Republican-led Senate said, no, we will not confirm. You may not like that. That's happened to Republicans, too. Bork was nominated by Reagan. He did not get confirmed. It was really disgusting what the left did to him, but it wasn't extra-constitutional, unconstitutional, supra-constitutional. It was constitutional you don't have to like it but it is my point is garland's bitter garland's been corrupted garland was is morally corrupted now there's no doubt about it and the left is still whining because they hate the constitution he's not on the courts so they're going to use him to weaponize this is a great piece john daniel davidson it's in my newsletter today Bongino.com slash newsletter. Sorry, a lot of energy today. I feel like, it, even though Friday we did that impromptu show and I'm like, got a lot to talk about. Um, this article in the Federalist is worth your time. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe today. It's free. I want you to read this, please. It talks about how Merrick Garland's Department of Justice is a threat to the Republic. Amen, brother John Daniel Davidson. Three names there. John Daniel Davidson. I don't know this guy, but I like him already. This is a great piece. He goes through step by step the most destructive force in the history of the attorney general's office, Merrick Garland, disgustocrat, and all of the stuff he has done to destroy step two, burn it all down and destroy the rule of law. He goes through all of it. Not enforcing the law with the illegal protests at the justices' homes. The Second Amendment decision by the Supreme Court. Garland's DOJ, Joe, releases a a press release saying they disagree with the decision. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a small thing. No. You have the Department of Justice being told by a separate but equal branch of government, an equal, co-equal branch of government, that is, this is how the Constitution should be interpreted. And then you have the enforcement arm, which is supposed to enforce that from the DOJ, telling people they disagree. This is a huge thing. This is it. We're now giving opinions from the Department of Justice. It goes on, the piece. Jeffrey Clark, a lawyer in the Department of Justice during the 2020 election dispute stuff, who was involved on the, uh, uh, with, the, with the Trump administration. 
They, they raided his house. They raided a, a GOP official, Mike McDonald, out of uh, uh, Nevada, simply for signing on to a, an elector slate, which was his, uh, we, yeah, he's perfectly has a right to his opinion. You had the raid on James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. We'll get to him later, too. The spying on O'Keefe. The school board targeting of parents as domestic terrorists. The failure of Garland to secure our border. It's disgusting. So step one, destroy it. Court packing, D.C. statehood, assassinate Thomas, dump the filibuster. Step two, use Garland to make sure you have DOJ shock troops on the ground. Shock troops that will enforce the political mandates of the Biden administration by arresting Trump uh, lieutenants or people they perceive as Trump lieutenants and Republicans. And then ignore actual law breaking for people who are trying to intimidate, in some cases assassinate uh, Supreme Court justices. Bold plan. Disgusting. But they're not hiding it anymore. Finally, most importantly, step three. Well, I should say most importantly. These are co-equal levels of importance. Use the media and the culture to isolate conservatives. Here's what I mean. The media meltdown over Roe. Keep in mind, some of these people are opinion folks. Some of them are, are, are attempting to be journalists or said they're journalists, which is kind of a joke. We get that. I said that before. No need to relitigate that. Here's the media meltdown, and Chuck Todd's in there, too. He's worked, I don't want to have, you know, I know uh, with the medals, it's a lot of work to redo the whole thing. You know, the pictures, we got to frame them and everything. Chuck Todd's working his way back in, man. I know. It's, yeah, I know. Scar's true. Scar, <laughs> Scarborough trained hard, so I just want to casually and flippantly take away his bronze. But Chuck Todd's right. He's in this, appearance, uh, in, in this hit, too. He, he, he pretends to be a journalist. Here are them losing their minds over a right to abortion in the Constitution that never, I repeat, never, ever existed. They made it up. Check this out. Stand by, Jeffrey. Uh, we do have breaking news just into CNN. Give me just a moment of personal Please. here. Sorry, I'm getting, you know, watching the women there. It's emotional. You know, what? this is as devastating a ruling as can be imagined. It's a very dark day in America. You cannot overstate this. I'm not sure we all fully appreciated how devastating it would feel to see the words on the paper condemning women to second class citizenship. I think there's a lot of folks who feel as if Gorsuch and Barrett, two of the of the five uh, on this on this opinion, we're, we're, we're sort of there unfairly or sort of out of bounds. This is a court uh, not of judges, but of politicians in judges' robes. That is the danger that Justice Stephen Breyer is alerting the country to. There are no more black robes. I think the robes are red and blue. I don't think the country benefits from a future that involves a highly politicized Supreme Court. There really is a, a, a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. I mean, th folks, this is not journalism, okay? I hope you understand that. This is activism, rigged court, Chuck Todd saying they're not black robes, they're red and blue. I mean, this is not journalism. This is full-blown activism. And the purpose of it, a step three of the liberal plan to burn it all down, is to use the media to isolate conservatives and make you feel, now that you've been vindicated, there is no right to abortion in the Constitution. Fact, period. It's not there. You will never, ever produce it. You can spin your wheels, you can lie, scream, wet your diapy, foam at the mouth, cry, scream, yell, yell at the sky, attack people, do whatever you want. It is not going to appear. It is the fetch of the Constitution. 
You can't make fetch happen. You are not going to make abortion appear in the Constitution. It isn't even implied. Chuck Todd can melt down all he wants. It's not there. And it's never been there. So they have to use the media of the left while they're trying to court pack and use Garland to attack their political enemies to burn this place to the ground, to isolate conservatives and make you feel morally better about this effort. Oh, look at those outlier, horrible Christians. I'll get to that later, too. The war on Christianity. They use the media to make you feel isolated. Listen to me. You are not alone. You are not alone. There are hundreds of millions of people who feel the same way you do. That life should be protected at all stages. You are not alone. You are not a fringe. You are not the enemy. You are not the bad guy. Don't let these media hacks who are nothing more than activists try to convince you otherwise. Um, I got more video coming up here in a second, Chuck Scarborough, uh, with the, you know, just this, this so ridiculous take by the left. That words are violence, Joe. Words are violence, according to Scarborough. But violence isn't violence, which is kind of strange. <laughs> Seems like an inversion, doesn't it? Yeah, coming up in a minute, I'll get to that. And, if, and a Wall Street Journal article you should be really, really concerned about. Remember, I said step three is use the media and the culture to isolate conservatives. I haven't even gotten to the culture part yet. Something very, very bad happened with regards to your firearm rights to protect yourself this weekend, this past week. Stay close. This is, it's a, not a hyperbolic uh, tease, by the way. Getting back to it, step three. Use media and the culture to isolate conservatives. Here is Joe Scarborough. It's a good point, Key. I think we got a little out of we got a little bit out of our league. With you know, Todd's bad, but Scarborough trained really hard, so he deserves it. And he's still training right now. He's still competing at a high level. Here's Joe Scarborough claiming that there were, <laughs> I don't think he's actually, by the way, read the Dobbs decision on the Roe v. Wade case and the Dobbs case. I'm I'm convinced he hasn't read it. Because if he's read it, he would realize how ridiculous this sounds. But he says, Joe, it's worded so aggressively. It's almost like violence. Forget the fact that the lefties were the violent ones. There was an insurrection in Arizona you may have missed where they tried to take over the statehouse because they didn't like the Roe v. Wade really. It's the words that did it here. Check this out. More than any Supreme Court decision I've ever read, uh, it, it, it was uh, even the language. There was a violence to the reasoning. We win. You lose. Yeah. We're taking away these rights, and there's nothing you can do about it. I Please, if somebody disagrees with me, please let me know where a court has overruled uh, a, a right that's been in place for 50 years and done so in, in, in such, uh, such an aggressive manner. Okay, it's never been a right. If you actually read Alito's words in the decision, she didn't. Scarborough... Can I let you in on a, I don't know how I should do this. Can I let you in on kind of a dirty little secret? I did a lot of work at MSNBC and CNN. I didn't work for them. I did a lot of contributor work. Spent a lot of time around their studios, Capitol Hill and elsewhere. CNN has one not too far away. New York, they have studios in New York. I've, I've been around there a lot. It's not just one or two times. You see it. Producers run out with a bunch of papers. Joe, come on, you know, you've been in this business forever. Oh, yeah. They highlight a few lines that people yeah. read. These guys, you really believe Joe Scarborough read any of this, folks? At no point in Alito's writing about the Roe case does it say, fellas, we win, you lose, kiss my ass. It doesn't, he's like, he's a crazy person. <laughs> he goes through the entire thing, Alito, saying the exact opposite. How this was never based in the Constitution. It won't ban abortion. It'll turn it back to the states where it belongs. It says nothing of the sort. 
But notice how Scarborough, again, by implicitly kind of playing down the actual violence, pretending the words in Alito's opinion are violence. It's so stupid. He didn't read it. It's so dumb. Now, this is probably the most important story you did not hear. Get ready for this one, please. Everybody stop what you're doing. I'm not being overly dramatic about this. Please stop what you're doing and pay close attention to this story. It is the most important story that happened last week that you did not hear about in many cases. Some of you may have if you read it in the journal. The left step three, using the media and the culture to isolate conservatives. The culture part, through cancel culture and constant pressure on companies to not do business with conservatives, is going to cause just as much damage as using the courts to enact their liberal fake rights in the Constitution. Here's what I mean. This piece in the Wall Street Journal, it's not in the show notes because it's behind a paywall and I don't want to get a lot of complaints, but please go and read it. It's called, You Won Your Gun Case, You're Fired. It is a terrific piece by the editorial board. It talks about this law firm, Kirkland and Ellis. You know, there was a big Second Amendment decision. We covered it extensively last week, which again, destroyed these May issue states that decided it's their right to may or may not issue a carry permit for people. It was, that's, that's no longer going to be allowed now. It was a huge win for your Second Amendment right. The lawyer who won this case, Paul Clement, now, Joe, I mean, you and I have been in this business a while. In the past, regardless of your, the political, I, I don't know, what do, you, what do you want to call it? Political tinge to the case? No. If you won a huge case in front of the Supreme Court, whether it was a liberal tinge or conservative tinge, this was a huge deal for the firm. Oh, yeah. Because they practiced law and their lawyer won. Nope, nope. Oh, yeah, no. It's oh, no, now. They, they're leaving. The guy who won the case, Paul Clement, has been told basically beat it. Here, quote from the journal piece. Kirkland and Ellis, that's a law firm. Kirkland and Ellis announced today its decision to no longer represent clients with respect to matters involving the interpretation of the Second Amendment. We don't do that Constitution stuff. That, that Wait, you're lawyers. No, no, no. We're not, not lawyers for that. We're only lawyers for liberal lawyer stuff. The firm said in a press release without explanation. It added that Mr. Clement and Ms. Murphy, who won the case, will be leaving the firm in order to continue their full range of existing representations. Folks, on a very serious note, gravely serious note, told you I'd give you the bad news first. This is extremely dangerous. It is unforgivable in this country that an Antifa firebomber who allegedly tried to kill cops with their firebomb can have no problem whatsoever getting legal representation but people who simply want to defend their own lives with a firearm and get out of may issue status to shall issue status, arguing a legitimate Second Amendment legal constitutional right, cannot get a lawyer without the lawyer having to worry about being fired. Folks, I've hesitated to put this story on the air um, in the past because I've known about this for a long time because I don't want to incentivize liberals to do more of it, but clearly it's gotten out of control. Here's what I mean. A point of personal privilege, if I may, fellas. Uh, I'm involved in a number of different legal disputes. The minute you get involved in business, it just happens. I wish it didn't, but it does. There's no way to avoid it. People just, you know, get dollar signs in their eyes and they, you know, all want to sue and all that other stuff. So I've been involved in a lot of that. We've already had two lawyers say to us, two of them, uh, one kind of hinted and one just came out and told me 
that yeah we're you know we don't we don't do business with like conservative types trust me when i tell you this is not new this is really sad and let me just say and go on the record because you're again you're entitled to my opinion you owe me nothing i owe you everything you're going to spend time with me you deserve an opinion from me the worst serial murderers i'm think of the worst person possible i really the worst person i i i'm trying a pedophile racist uh, serial murderer, okay? Like open racist, like Nazi stuff, pedophile, serial murderer, racist, uh, the, the domestic abuser, the worst person, no redeeming characteristics at all. I'm going to go on the record and tell you, which shouldn't be controversial, but sadly it is. The person deserves legal representation. Why? Because I would rather let a thousand guilty people go than convict one innocent person. Because that's not justice. That worst person possible deserves the chance in court to say, hey, that person's not me. You got the wrong guy. I will always, always be a free speech, judicial, uh, 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 excuse me, legal representation, constitutional legal representation. Always. Absolutist. Always. No matter the political costs. Those Antifa alleged fire bombers. They deserve representation too. It is disgusting what the left will do. And I want you to say today, just chest out and chin up. We are on the right side of this. They are not. There is a moral arc of history. Make no mistake. And there is zero doubt in my mind that they have, the left has chosen the wrong side. That is the most disturbing story I saw last week. I have been a victim of it. I have seen it. And a number of other conservatives, I'm sure, have experienced the same thing. Now, it's not just that, pressuring and boycotting people to not serve conservative clients to make sure they don't have constitutionally protected legal representation in the Constitution. They also, of course, as we've spoken extensively about, want to use censorship if you dare speak out about this. I've been a victim of that, too. It's fine. Big boy, thick skin when it comes to that. I'm ready to deal with it. We've got a lot of great companies that don't buy into that nonsense, so it doesn't really matter. Reclaim the net. The New York Times, hilarious. The New York Times, a media entity, again, that actually has constitutional protections, freedom of the press. In the Constitution, there's an app for that, is now pushing big tech to censor. Reclaim the net. Tom Parker, another great piece in the newsletter. Please read this one's in the newsletter. New York Times complains that big tech may censor less election inf- misinformation during the 2022 midterms. This is freaking hilarious. So the New York Times, who are full-blown leftist activists, who benefited extensively from the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop information before the 2020 election, suppression of information and censorship that flipped the results of the election, according to polling, people would have voted differently otherwise. 16% of them would have voted, uh, wouldn't have voted for Biden if they would have known it, right? They want that again. In its article, the New York Times claims that this potential reduction in censorship at Meta, that's Facebook, could have far-reaching consequences as faith in the U.S. electoral system reaches a brittle point. These are the same people who accused Donald Trump of being in a pee-pee tape and given a handy to Vladimir Putin before they won the election. And they lament that dozens of political candidates running for election in 2022 believe that Trump was robbed of the 2020 election and are reaching American voters through social media platforms. 
Why do I say and say often, please call me whatever you want. I don't like it. Four letter words. I hate it. Got into a beef with Pornoy from Barstool this past week about the abortion thing. Call me whatever you want. You know, I certainly paid back the favor to, to him and we won't be smoking a peace pipe over that anytime soon. But don't call me a journalist. Don't call me a journalist. It's the most embarrassing, humiliating thing you can call someone these days. The fact that I can come out on this show and tell you the most disgusting, filthy, criminally oriented leftist is entitled to vigorous legal protections in our court system. And yet a constitutionally protected entity like the New York Times, literally in the Constitution, freedom of the press, cannot come out for free speech and is actively pushing for more censorship and liberal disinformation. It's just, it's, it's certainly a new low for a paper that is used to new lows. I mean, they defended the communists in the Soviet Union for a long time. How do we fight back the good news coming up next? Well, the Washington Post actually told us. Let me get to my last sponsor and get to that. When you're over the target, believe me, the Washington Post will let you know by their meltdowns. Because it, just like the New York Times, they're not a real journalism entity. It's a full-blown activism pack for the left. How do we fight back? Well, you can always leave it to the Washington Post to give you clues. I've learned this. You know, Alan West told me this a while ago. He had endorsed me during my uh, congressional run. And he did a fundraising event for us in Maryland. It was a good event. It was a packed house down there. We were in Montgomery County, Joe. The place was packed. I mean, it was like not a it was standing room only. And, uh, you know, he, he had this line. I forget what it was exactly. You know, he had, he was a, he had a, a, a long legacy of military service. He was saying, you know, when you're over the target, that's when the, you know, when the firing gets the hottest, you know, when you'll feel the rounds zipping by your head. That's how you know. The Washington Post wrote a piece by Michael Scherer, which tells you how do we fight back and how are we winning. I want to address three things. Creating conservative constitutional enclaves, states and localities. Second, continuing, continuing to transform the courts back to their original purpose, which is interpreting the law and getting out of politics. That's step two. Step three, we've got to flush the bureaucracy. Anybody running for president in 2024 that doesn't pledge to get the partisanship out of our federal bureaucracies, don't even bother running. You will never have my support. I want it in pledge. I want it in writing. How do I know this will work? Because the left's whining about it now. Here, this piece of the Washington Post, conservatives on the march. GOP gains ground despite Democratic control. And what do they talk about? The two things I've mentioned Often, and just mentioned now, creating state and local constitutional enclaves that abide by the law and don't get outside of the fence, right? Outside of the constitutional fence of government power. And the courts here, the Washington Post fretting, states and the courts, man, these conservatives are really kicking ass there. Yes, chest out, chin up. They note, quote, Washington Post. Even if Democrats overperform expectation this fall, there's little expectation they can do much to expand their elected power. Arizona and Georgia are the only states with Republican control of legislature where the GOP is at serious risk of losing gubernatorial elections in November. I dispute that, by the way, but we'll go on. At the same time, Republicans have a path to winning control of governor's mansions and legislatures in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. They're fretting about the states. I've been mentioning this, Joe, since Obama. Remember when Obama was in? Me and you were doing shows. We're like, guys, we are kicking ass at the state level. Mm -hmm. This is going to have long-term ramifications. None of this is new. You can go listen to my old episodes. Second part, the courts. They're fretting about the states, worried about the courts. They note, quote, 
This will set up another presidential election in 2024, where the country is once again narrowly divided. Even if Democrats win, they're likely to find themselves in a similar predicament with a conservative majority on the Supreme Court and Republican domination in many states. Over the target. Heavy artillery, folks, coming upwards. Washington Post is basically telling you, here's the battle plan. The battle plan for us is to double down. Now it's to double down. Now that we've been doing well at the state level, it's time to double down and not, I almost said a Kamala Harris there and said double down like three times in the same sentence. It's time now to, 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 to exert even more effort. We've been winning at the state level. Now it's time to take it to the city level and the local level too. What do I mean? That strategy has worked. It's time to hit the school boards, get the school boards back to their mission of educating. That's it. Don't forget the state. Don't forget the city level, the mayors and the governors, state legislators, state senate. But it's time now for councilmen. It's time now for school boards. This is the way. Folks, we're not losing everything. Don't be apocalyptic. Chest out, chin up. The courts and the states, we are doing very well. Now's the time to hit the gas, not the brake. Now, speaking of the Kamala Harris repeating double down many times, the left will double down too on crazy. I want to just say something quick before I get to my next uh, segment here where I show you some video of the left losing their minds this weekend and how it's my show your ass theory, how the new era of conservatives who figured out through the Tea Party how to organize and push for uh, change in the courts and the states and have won. It's driving the left because they don't know how to respond to losing to not respond tactically, but to respond by showing you their rump out of rage. Like, Look, I'm going to moon you. This is going to get really ugly. They've lost control. I'll get to that in a second. I just want to say this first. To the Christians out there and, and people of faith in general, I don't want to eliminate, uh, uh, eliminate other groups or limit it to Christians only. Christians and people of faith, you will always be the enemy here. The attacks on Christians and Jews and people of faith is go- are going to continue. And I want to make sure you're prepared for this fight ahead. Nobody should lie to you about this. The left's obsession with terminating human life in the womb, even with partial birth and late-term abortion, which the level of brutality is indescribable on this show, is not going to stop. And there's a reason why they hate Christianity and people of faith. I'm a Christian. I can speak to our faith. I'm a sinner. Let me say that again. I'm a sinner. I try every day. I pray to the Father, Jesus Christ, every night. Please make me a better person tomorrow than I was today. But the difference between people of faith, specifically I speak for Christianity, being that I am a Christian, is sinners are striving to be better. We pray for absolution and forgiveness for our sins and try to be a better person the next day. The people looking to exterminate human life in the womb, they're sinners just like we are. There's no difference in the, 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 the sin. The difference is we look for redemption and to be better people. Those people on the left, they're sinners looking for permission for their sins. They hate Christianity because it's a foil. Here are people who are fallible like I am. This is what the, the, the let's kill babies in the womb people say. They're fallible like I am, but they're trying to be better. I know what I'm doing is, is murder. I know what I'm doing. And I don't want to have a foil showing me how awful this really is. It's the whole, you know, oh, everybody's doing it approach. You get what I'm saying? 
They don't want that reflection on them. Get used to it. We're going to be the bad guys, but we're not the bad guys. We're the good guys. Here's what I mean by they're going to double down on crazy. So get used to these attacks. They're coming hot and heavy, right? Here's Stacey Abrams. And I noted this weekend on my social media account on Truth and Elsewhere that outside of Pete Buttigieg, would you guys agree? Tell me if you think I'm wrong. There isn't a bigger BSer in politics than Stacey Abrams. Buttigieg takes the cake, okay? I would do a BS with Buttigieg, honorary mention Stacey Abrams segment, but we do too many stickers. Buttigieg is the king of BSers, okay? No doubt about that. Stacey Abrams is a a skill. BSing people is a skill. Buttigieg is good at it. He's a liar, but he's good. Abrams, I got to tell you, is creeping on him. I watched her on Fox News Sunday with Martha McCallum. There's a clip from it coming up just uh, now. She is unbelievable. Uh, the skill at never answering a single question is incredible. She's asked here a very simple question by Martha McCallum. Do you support any limits on abortion? Meaning baby seconds from birth, fully, completely formed, ready for birth. You kill it? Now, of course, because Stacey Abrams knows what she's saying is disgusting and morally repugnant, repugnant, she doesn't want to see herself. And she's one. So she just filibusters around it. Here, check this out. Do you support any limitation on abortion or does it do you think that women should have the right to have an abortion all the way up to nine months? I believe an abortion is a medical decision, and I believe that that should be a choice made between a doctor and a woman and in consultation with her family. It's not a, it's a very, very, very simple answer. It's a simple answer. The answer is, yes, I support limits on abortion. And here they are. Notice how she says she tries to pull it out of the political realm, which is really interesting because the same Democrats, Joe, are calling for a national abortion referendum and federal laws to put abortion into the political realm. So it's not a political question, except it's a political question when we want it to be. I told you they were going to double down. I said to Lila Rose, who'll be a guest on my radio show later, by the way. She was on my Fox show this weekend. She's been an advocate for life for most of her adult life. This is just the end of the beginning. This is no time to pop the champagne. They are going to double down on crazy. And you are going to see partial birth abortion, nine-month abortion. That's not abortion. This is called infanticide. I want to get to this, though, before we go. Project Veritas. Uh, They just had a bombshell this weekend. A South Carolina lawmaker, apparently running for office, caught on a live phone line talking about one of the most racist things I've ever heard, talking about black people and dope money and taking dope money to stir up in the election. Here, check this out. We need some secret sleepers. Like, we we need them to run as the other side, even though they're for our side. And we need them right, to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal. Mm-hmm. For me, right. I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc and have it for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We got to take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f*** is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f*** is dope? Where the duffel bag boy? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that under their name. 
honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black men. So I black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I? I could be. Listen, I can move in all kind of circles, but I'm a. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Yeah. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. Wow, it's right. That has to be one of the most racist minute and 30 segments I've ever heard in my life. Yep. These aren't the black people I know. What, the black people you know have dope money? Um, I even have to say, testimonials are really weak and stupid, but you've never met a black person that has dope money? You want to visit my neighborhood? We can, I could go knock on a few doors for you. We can introduce you. to. I mean, told you they were going to double down on crazy. This is the left. This is who you're talking about here. This is crazy. Hey, one last uh, thing I want to get to. Um, what I always tell you about the danger of the stupid smart people, right? Smart people who are degreed, use eloquent language, write these beautifully worded pieces, and yet they're the dumbest people on planet Earth. Well, the king of the stupid smart people, at least in the pretend conservative movement, is without a doubt Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson has a piece up in National Review that's so embarrassingly dumb he refutes his own premise in the piece in an effort to kind of wreck the cons or whatever. Uh, it's so embarrassingly dumb that I really like the other clip I just took out of the show. I considered cutting this out even as I'm talking about it right now because you'll probably be dumber after reading this. So Donald Trump appointed these three Supreme Court justices, which led to the most profound victory in the Supreme Court for the preservation of life, the most important issue in the conservative movement he had in 50 years. So Kevin Williamson, who is a virulent anti-Trumper who pretends to be a conservative, says, this is not Donald Trump's victory. That's literally the headline. He then goes to talk about rage monkeys of Twitter and talk radio, how we deride conservative ink, con ink, which is a real thing. And he talks about how Trump is really just a product of Paul Ryan's tax cuts, club for gross, the regulatory agenda, how some National Review editors had given some economic policy advice. And he says, critically, Trump delegated his judicial selections to the Federalist Society because he really didn't have any choice as a matter of political reality. You can't be a Republican presidential candidate without backing or saying you back an originalist approach to the federal judiciary. This has got to be, I kid you not, the single dumbest paragraph I have ever seen. In an, I, I used to have a subscription to National Review, the hard copy. I loved it. It was such a great magazine. Fantastic. I don't know what's happened. There are still some decent people over there. I don't know what has happened, but this guy is a raging lunatic. I had, he is a smart guy. Matter of fact, Joe, how many times have we mentioned his book, the socialist guide to the idiot's guide to socialism, whatever. Yeah. I forget the head. It's a great book. Right. He's very smart. Trump, but this is the show your ass theory. The, the guy melted down after that. He has lost his mind. Conservatives and Twitter rage monkeys or whatever he's talking about. The con ink, the conservative ink people like Williamson were mad at. It's not the con part that bothers us. Conservative part. It's the ink part. The fact that you write stupid pieces for clickbait refuting your own premise. So your premise is what? 
Donald Trump was so shallow because he took advice from the people you respect and then enacted conservative policy? (laughs) Guys, can you please read that? Does that not say that? So Kevin Williams's premise is the smart people are club for growth, Paul Ryan and the Federalist Society and dopey Donald Trump took their advice to advance conservative causes that hadn't been advanced in decades. Holy crikeys. He actually wrote this in a piece. This is the stupidest smart person. I've ironically sold more books for this guy than he sold for himself. Smart guy. As dumb as the day is long ever since Trump got elected. These are the smart people. Trump should have listened to him. Trump listening to him makes him really dumb. Okay. King of the stupid smart people. Right? He's like, this is stage 22 TDS. I didn't even say, he said stage eight. Times that by three, baby. 24, stage 24, Trump TDS right here. Kevin D. Williamson. All right. Good show today. I really appreciate you tuning in. We got Lila Rose on the radio show later. Please subscribe to my podcast. We had a... we had a little bit of a slow couple of weeks. I always give you the good side and the bad side. I need these subscriptions to stay on the top charts. We're doing a big marketing campaign over the summer, but it keeps our cost down. I really appreciate your support. Apple, Spotify, and most importantly, Rumble. The subscriptions are free. Just click that subscribe button, rumble.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot. See you in the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.